It's the hour. Hi, I'm Jason. And I'm Jeff. And on today's episode, Soldier Returning Home has major baggage issue. And remember, your seat cushion can be used as a restraining device. South Dakotan puts their trust in God, forgetting God put them in South Dakota. Come on, rich guy. It's as easy as taking a Pell Grant from a poor kid. P is for potatoes. That's good enough for me. A woman is accused of leaving a waitress $5,000 on her boyfriend's credit card as revenge. She told him it was just the tip, but fucked him real hard. She fucked him all the way. Balls deep. She really gave him the shaft. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that sounds nice. Hello, Jason. Hey. How, how goes it? Oh, you know, it's, it's the usual. The same. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, I've been, uh, I've been working on this project. You just looked at it. We were just upstairs on our oh, yeah. way down here. Yeah. So and, don't, you don't have to tell me about it. Yeah. So I've already seen it. Yeah. How's your week? <laughs> <laughs> no, what is this? What is this very interesting oh, project? Uh, I know nothing about. No. So we, the people who lived in this house before we moved in. Yeah. They might they, be listeners. Please be careful. I doubt it. Uh, though I do know who they are. Oh yeah. By proxy. Uh, but they had a very colorful paint palette and so our living room was painted orange like the outside of a pumpkin oh you mean they had bad taste uh and then we have this fireplace and like the mantle and the fireplace surround goes from floor to ceiling and that floor to ceiling mantelpiece and the ceiling was Mm. painted the color orange like the inside of a pumpkin oh and, and the ceiling? And the ceiling. So you guys painted that white after you moved in? Yeah, so we moved in. We painted the ceiling white. We painted the mantle area white. But yeah. the, the paint had never, like, adhered quite right. It yeah. was, like, gloppy and Oh, what's wrong? Didn't you uh, prime it? We did, yeah. but it just didn't. Like, uh, that's was, a real shame. Yeah. And so I had the idea that I was sick of looking at it that way because there was a one spot where like something rubbed against it and the orange was starting to show through. Oh, and I was just yuck. like, God damn it. I hate this thing. Yeah. Uh, and so I was like, I'm going to strip the paint off of it and I'm going to repaint it. So Sounds easy. Pretty, yeah. yeah. I, I did some research. I watched some YouTube videos. I found some products and put the stripper on. And in the areas that are actually wood... It's worked quite well. Oh, yeah. Wait. I'm down to mostly all the wood bits. It's are, not all wood? It's not. Like, a lot of it's just kind of like drywall. Oh, can you or use like paint stripper on drywall? Well, so there was kind of like a speckly layer over it. Okay. And, and the gel stripper, like, adhered to that. And, like, that speckly layer has come off oh. as well. So it's very, like, uneven. So now I have to, like, try and... Mud it to make it smooth. Mm. And it's, I don't know if it was, and I don't know if it was spackle or what, because like the the outer layer of the spackle was like very hard Uh and very smooth. So it's like, is this like a plaster of some sort or like, what was it? Yeah. I I wonder if it's just the same stuff they they use for like ceiling textures. Maybe. Uh, And maybe they just did like a whole bunch. So I bought this, I was, like I said, I did a lot of research on it. Yeah. And one video of a guy they were doing the fireplace as well. Uh, he used a primer that was shellac based, Ooh. and he said it gives it a very smooth texture. Yeah, yeah. So I'm wondering maybe if it, you know, had some layers of that on to give it a nice smooth hard texture. Uh, but then also we painted like we got wainscoting in the foyer area. Yeah, and we painted that and it worked fine. And we got the stuff that like 
supposed to make it dry quickly so that you don't see brush strokes and things like that. Sure, sure. And that's given it kind of a very hard texture on the outside. So maybe maybe I'll put some of that in there. I don't know. I'll figure it out. I've heard that oil-based paints go on smoother than like latex paints. Yeah. And luckily the weather is decent enough that I can have the windows open so I don't have to smell it. Right. Well, yeah, I still have to it's, smell it, but I right. won't have to be like trapped with it. Do you find that sometimes uh, like spackle and like drywall mud and stuff smells like dirty ass? <laughs> uh, I can never tell if it's that or just like the dog. I'm like, what does that smell? Was that... Or my ass <laughs> that I clean regularly. No, you you weren't here. Okay, good, yeah, good. So you could smell it from across the state. <laughs> so yeah, I'm working on the last bit of that. I've got it down to the part where I'm about to re rebuild, re smooth, and oh yeah, paint and prime and all that shit. So I've been working on it for about a week. Yeah, not constantly. In all, I worked on it like last. Friday, and then like on Sunday, and then today. So it's like three days. I'm just sick of looking at it. I'm just like I'm, I want to be done. Yeah. Like so you it's your rebuild. You're like a, the bare naked ladies song. <laughs> to rebuild. Exactly. Exactly. To so, rebuild. He goes nuts in that song. <laughs> I saw uh, that uh, song. So. Uh-huh. While ago, uh-huh. um, uh, Landis Morissette and the, my favorite, and the Bare Naked Ladies were having like a co-headlining tour, but it was obviously like a Bare Naked Ladies tour. Uh-huh. Landis was just there, mm-hmm. uh, but she came like for that song. It's called "Call and Answer." She came out dressed as the lead singer for the Bare Naked Ladies. She had like a fat suit on and like spiky hair <laughs> and stuff. And like during the there's like a musical interlude. During the musical interlude, she takes off her clothes. And she's got like this nude fat suit on underneath it with these <laughs> giant fucking pubes. <laughs> it was hilarious. Nice. And she sang the song very well, of course. Awesome. That they were the first concert I ever went to. BNL? Yeah. Mm-hmm. By and large? Yep. By and large. Yeah. Molly. So you know what I was thinking on the way over here? What were you thinking on the way over I here? I was thinking, who was the first guy to think, you know what? Let's put a radio in a car. Hmm. Like, somebody had to think of that. Yeah. Because the first cars, I don't think, had radios. No, absolutely. The first cars, there was no radio yet. I think there was radio when the first cars came out. Someone, I, I don't know. Becky, look that up. I don't know. Because the, the, <laughs> the first, like, the very first cars were in the 1800s. And I think radio didn't come to like, the 30s. Oh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, someone was like, this radio's great. We should put this yeah. in a fucking car. Yeah, I'd love to hear the symphony yeah and someone was like james that's a fucking great idea let's yeah. put this in the fucking car or maybe and they're like shut the hell up james right that's and you're a dumb nuts. Idea. no one's gonna listen to the radio in the car yeah. this is crazy it'll just distract them right it'll scare the horses let's that see. are on the street with them <laughs> right let's put a plug in the car and they can just plug in their home radio and someone was like no no no. we should build it into the car like are you fucking serious better. yeah and even put speakers in there really james better what was the first car with radio like, Becky, look when, it up, did, please. when did radio first appear in cars? Yeah. Like, somebody's got to look some it up, those... and it's not me. Yeah, well, it's not, I, I can type Who's it up. The, and I, I assume Guy, because um, even if a woman did it, a man would just take credit for it. So we'll just say Obviously, Guy. Obviously, yeah. yeah. I mean, so who was the first guy who thought, you know what? All these wood street signs keep, like, breaking down and falling apart and shit. Let's build street signs out of metal. Who was hmm. that guy? There was some real ingenuity that used to be in the world. Or who came up with the traffic light? 
I They're like we can't we can't put police everywhere. Right. Some police his arm was Let's tired. Get a thing. He's like we got electric lights. We have Edison's bulb. So I didn't have time to read this whole thing cuz uh-huh. I, I looked it up. Uh Motorola. Uh-huh. They said it was because it was radios in cars. Motor. Uh, no Ro- way. That, that's that wow. what's the little thing. I haven't I haven't read the whole thing, wow. but Oh wow. Oh wow. Um, yeah! Wow, that's crazy. Wow. Yeah, this is this is too much to read. I would have to like actually. <laughs> like I mean, pictures there's, there's and paragraphs. Paragraphs. I, I just want to. Oh, that's quick... a that radio that you're looking at right there is a classic 2000s radio. So I was CD thinking, player, and it's like all silver. Like even the buttons are all silver. The other day, I was thinking. So when we were in our early twenties, yeah, let's say, uh, I'm pretty sure both of us at some point got new stereos for our cars. Yes. Because we wanted one with a CD player. You had to go to Best Buy and have it installed. So I was thinking about that as I was driving my car. And I was like, I couldn't get a new stereo in this car, I don't think, because it's got like the big touch screen thing and like it's all integrated and... Why would you want Well, I'm wondering, well, I'm thinking that market is probably drying up, right? Like people with older cars are still, or maybe people who buy Kias or something. (laughs) like they <laughs> who would buy a Kia? <laughs> <laughs> I know some people. Uh, like they they probably still can do that, but like I can't do it with my car. Yeah, I know. And yeah. like my wife's car, you wouldn't be able to do it with Interesting. that. Interesting. Yeah. So, um I think it was because of the um the implementation of technology, like every car had a tape deck, right? But no yeah, one yeah. wanted the tape deck anymore. They wanted a CD player. And they were tired of having that thing, the tape thing. You yeah, with, put the in, with the wire that came out of it, it. Yeah. yeah. Well, then you could get the one that you can, you can like, get it on a radio station. And you tune it to that. Oh, yeah. Those were good. But then yeah. if you're traveling a long distance, like, suddenly that station is playing, like, hillbilly music. Like, it's always, like, hillbilly or classical music on, like, 88.3 or whatever it is. Yeah. Good fucking times, man. So, so how was your uh, week? That was it. That was my week. That was your week. Your that week was, was just was, you thought about. I was, yeah. I was That's listening. all you did all week. You're like, damn, where did the first radio in a car go? Yeah. I was listening to uh, Play Me Some Mountain Music by Alabama. Like I mean, I guess. Grandma they... and Grandpa used to play. Uh, and so that's what made me think of, oh, mm. old-timey radios. Did they, Grandma and Grandpa used to play instruments or on old-timey radios or both, I assume? Well, I know also, if you think about it, too, the the radio would only be, you'd have to get, like, pop culture becoming a more widespread thing, like, yeah. into, like, the 40s, 50s, 60s. Um, so, like, I guess, you know, you had, like, jazz and ragtime and stuff. What the fuck are you talking about right now? What I'm talking about is like you're not going to put a radio in a car if there's nothing to listen to. Oh, I thought we were talking about mountain people. No. I I had changed subjects long ago. (laughs) So who was the first person to put a radio in In a a wagon? In a wagon? (laughs) (laughs) For the mountain people. Oh, play me some mountain music. You know that song really breaks it down. It's like it's like got this little slow little beat. Play me some mountain music, and then it goes. I thought it'd be really funny if someone was like twerking to that song. <laughs> it'd be a nice little like I don't know. Uh, juxtaposition. You, you can look for that on our YouTube channel. <laughs> uh, yeah, you Jeff can see Jason. You know, you can see Jason twerking to Alabama's "Play Me Some Mountain Music." Everyone is twerking for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This, uh, so that was your week. Hit, our week? show has hit a new low. That was it. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. We always have shovels. We can dig deeper. Yeah. No. Well. Yeah. Did no. you watch the debates? Uh, no, I didn't. 
I watched the so same thing as last time. Yeah. I watched the first one and yeah, then I missed the second one because I ended up going to the Monroe County Fair. Oh, you didn't want to see I, Grandpa Joe, I, who was also probably at the Monroe County Fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got home just as they were doing their closing arguments or mm. their closing statements. Uh-huh. Uh, so I got to see most of their closing statements. I think I missed a few of them. Yeah. And then I switched it over to one of the other stations to watch like the analysis. So I got to see like the greatest hits. Oh, yeah. Uh, or whatever. I don't feel like I missed anything. Yeah. I. So here's my thing. I don't want to listen to 20 different people all no. try and vie for a position. I think once they once they get it down to like four, well, the, maybe five. Only that will be much seven better. have qualified for the next round. Uh, for the next okay. round, you have to get at least five percent on a national poll, I believe it is. Okay, and one hundred and sixty thousand individual donors. On which national poll? Uh, I'm one of the like NBC or okay. Wall Street Journal, or yeah. you know, on a national. You have to be able to say like you know I've gotten at least five percent. So most of them, thirteen of them, have not qualified yet. Right, uh, and, and the so, ones who have are so, the ones that people want to hear anyway. If they already know that, then why the fuck are they are they, they doing the debate with them? Because this For debate, ratings? Had, this debate, had, well, no, definitely ratings were a key factor yeah. in this debate. Like they wanted people to fight, right? And the the one day that I did watch, it was just infuriating. I was just so annoyed by it. And the there's this one woman, Marianne. Williamson or mm-hmm. something like that. She's like crystals and vaccines and but she has some like good one-liners and yeah. at one point she's like, "You know, I don't understand why some of you are running as Democrats." Oh. And I was like, "Thank you. <laughs> right. Shut the fuck up, five of you. Yeah. No one care no one even knows who you are." Yeah. Shut up, John Delaney. Oh. Stop interrupting Elizabeth Warren who actually has something to say. Right. You dipshit. Oh, I'm so annoyed. Yeah. So no, I didn't. I did not watch yeah. them. Uh, uh, I will watch them when they have five or seven, or whatever. I'll yeah. watch. I, th- I think the next one, if and I don't think other people are going to qualify for it. Like, there's three other people who have one out of the two qualifications. So at most, there might be ten on the next one, but I don't think so. So what are you thinking, Grandpa Joe, Bernie? Uh, so right Elizabeth now, Warren. Like, what am I thinking? Who's going to be in the next yeah, one? Yeah, Mayor uh, Pete. So yeah, think? so those four. Did you say four or five? Four, you said so four. Far. Yeah, those four definitely have qualified. Yeah. Uh, Harris, Kamala. Booker, Cory Booker did really. Yep, he qualified, and there's one other. Sand. Oh, you said Sanders. Tulsi Gabbard. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, De Blas, not De Blasio, nope, is it? Nope, Fuck. Thank nope. God. Who else is like one of the main? It doesn't matter. We don't. don't know. The we seventh just... guy. Okay, the... you said booty judge, right? Yeah, Mayor yeah. Pete. So you can stop the podcast right here because we're just going to go, um, <laughs> maybe uh, Oh, O'Rourke. Beto. Yeah, I think Beto is. Oh, are you sure it wasn't? Um, doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm pretty sure O'Rourke has <laughs> okay, I think it's those seven right now. Good. And then the, That'll the, be a like, good, like, nice core group, I think. Yeah, uh, Klobuchar has enough polling, I think, but not enough donors. Yeah. And then Andrew Yang has enough donors, but not enough polling. Okay. And I don't think yeah. that's going to change. Yeah. And someone else has enough donors, but not enough polling, but I don't remember who it is. So uh, you, you, to run as a Democrat, you have to have like a one or two name nickname. Do like, you? Yeah. Grandpa Joe. Grandpa Joe. That's not his official name. Sleepy Joe. Bernie. Right. Just the one name. I think Kamala would probably be good for Kamala Harris. 
What's uh, Elizabeth Warren's one name? Pocahontas. <laughs> God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I even said it. I'm so sorry. Thank you for bringing her up. Uh, I'm really happy to talk about her now. Gross. She just got an endorsement from uh, one of the two Native Americans in Congress. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, no. Endorsed nice. her. So good. Well, if you have some, any... the, that person got some backlash about it. But... Oh, of course. If you have any comments about our comments about Native Americans or whoever, you can email us at thehourpod at gmail.com. Or you can uh, tweet us at the hour pod. Yep. Or you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the hour pod. Indeed. Indubitably. <sighs> no updates. So I've got, today. I've got some, uh, some themes tonight. Themes? Yeah, we got Hooray. two stories about airplanes and two stories about uh, education and then one story about Walmart. Okay. Uh, any gator stories tonight? No gator stories tonight. Um, any like uh, Florida man stories? No, but the Walmart stories. It, Basically, I mean, people Florida at man. Walmart are very similar to Florida Man. You're right. Okay. <laughs> well, this is kind of going away from our normal format of like gators and possums and <laughs> drunk animals. I, uh, I feel like animals, of, animals under the influence of whatever. We're going old school, back when we used to do actual stories that were like serious. No, not us. <laughs> so what's going this first one? Uh, so security screeners at Baltimore Washington International Airport, BWI, yeah. discovered a military missile launcher in someone's <sighs> checked luggage. <laughs> they checked it, so that was okay. Well, they, you can't carry it on. Yeah, It'll never no fit in the overhead. <laughs> So TSA says it was found in a traveler's checked baggage during a routine screening. Yeah. Maybe that's what that kid from last week was after. <laughs> he was after the uh, missile launcher. Yeah, well, you never he know what you'll find in there. Plays a lot of Call of Duty, that kid, <laughs> two-year-old kid. Uh, so was the routine screening just like, hey, let's go through this guy's stuff, see what is in it? <laughs> I don't know. This day, uh, this bag, I don't know what they sound like in D.C., this bag kind of looks like it's got a Mitchell missile launcher in it, eh? We should check it out. <laughs> it's like when someone wraps a baseball bat for someone for their birthday. It's like, <laughs> it looks like a baseball bat. I remember my very first like retail job. Uh, I worked at a company that was like the PBS store. Oh, yeah. Uh, and someone bought like – it was like a Nerf baseball bat and ball. Like it was like – the packaging was just the baseball bat, and then there was, like, plastic at the handle part where you hold the baseball bat. Yeah. And then, and then there was a ball attached to it, like, in the plastic. And the store of knowledge sold this? Yeah. Uh, and so I'm bringing this person up for it, and she's like, could you wrap it? I was like, son of a bitch. Sure, I will be happy to wrap it in our brown wrapping paper. Yeah. It'll be super awesome. Timmy will never know what he's getting. <laughs> I hope you wrapped it like a piece of candy, like a very long Tootsie Roll. <laughs> Just rolled it on each end. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so back to these people, they notified uh, the TSA, notified the airport police and tracked down the bag's owner who was detained for questioning, of course. Obviously. Like, uh, <laughs> what, what's with the missile launcher? Uh, yeah. Hey, Kev, what's, uh, what's with this missile launcher? You want launcher? this uh, missile launcher, Kev? Yeah, what's crazy. It's weird. <laughs> Uh, the man from Jacksonville, Texas, told uh, police that he was traveling home from U.S. military duty in <laughs> Kuwait, uh, where he picked up the missile launcher and wanted to keep it as a souvenir. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I check this Abrams tank here? I, I picked it up in Kuwait uh, and I wanted to uh, keep it as a souvenir. Wow. Sorry, sorry. It's Texas. <laughs> Kuwait. I mean, 
he was going to shoot this on his his ranch, right? Yeah, well, he's going to blow up. Of course, yeah. I worked with a guy when I worked at Discovery, uh-huh. uh, who did this like South Asia travel thing, and before he went, he was like, "There's a place in Vietnam where you can go and you pay like a hundred dollars and they let you shoot a rocket launcher at a cow." <gasps> and I was like, "What the fuck? That's a waste of a rocket and a cow <laughs> and a hundred dollars." I just sounds kind of cool. I wouldn't shoot at a cow, though. Like, no, hey, I don't shoot so. at an old car or something. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you want to. Maybe you want to just blow up a cow. Maybe cows are easier to come by than cars. Maybe they are. Yeah. Maybe you want a uh, minced meat sandwich. Maybe they realize that, like, none of these Americans have good aim. So there's like, yeah, put the cow out there. It's yeah, no it'll big never deal. hit our yeah. cow. <laughs> I don't know. Some Americans have good aim. That's why we keep having mass shootings. <laughs> is that good aim or is that just because the the density i'm on i am i'm almost about to cut that out <laughs> i was, I was uh, too soon i think although I, I was gonna make a joke about that's ridiculous have you ever been in a public bathroom <laughs> yeah i've seen a, a shit splattered toilet <laughs> So the uh, the TSA said in a statement, fortunately, the item was not a live device. It was confiscated and re- returned over to the Maryland Fire Marshal for disposal. All oh, that sucks. It wasn't even live and they <laughs> still had to dispose of it. Didn't even keep it. Uh, the man was released and allowed to resume his flight. Oh. His, so good for cool. him. So he was white is what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Oh, Okay. <laughs> What I that's what I thought. I assume, when he was I mean, I haven't seen a picture of him, but like, come on. Well, they didn't like steal his missile launcher and like murder him with it. Yeah. I thought this guy's probably white. Shot him. Yeah. He was trying to escape. <laughs> he had a weapon. Uh, military <laughs> weapons, by the way, are not allowed in either checked or carry on package. <laughs> you know, I I know for a fact that people brought items home from other wars. Oh, yeah, definitely. But I don't think they traveled like well, there were, domestic airlines. And they, yeah, them. they weren't doing airlines in other wars. Right. They came back on the Air Force, the B-52s or whatever. Which which war are you talking about, I, I guess? I have no idea. I was thinking like World War II. Those, they, those guys were coming back on boats. Yeah. Well, they came back on the stealth bombers. My my grandpa, he... On Scud missiles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Go, your grandpa, go on. He served, I think, like slightly after Korea, though his thing says Korea. So maybe it was during Korea. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, but he was stationed in, I think, France or maybe he came through from France. I got to mm. get his record. I don't know. Uh, but he told me like he, he remembers coming home from France uh, on a ship. Yeah. Uh, and his story about that was on the way back from uh, France, they fed us horse. <laughs> it was all right. End of story. That was it. I was <laughs> it was like, all right. thanks, Grandpa. Like, there's not more to that. Like, where were you? What were you doing? Well, yeah. we were on a boat home. From where? What were you doing when you were there? I don't know. We shot it with a missile launcher. Actually, I think he was stationed in Germany. <laughs> okay. In and the they 50s. Fed him horse from like, Germany. That would have been a very interesting time. Now that I know a lot more about history, but he's gone now, so I can't ask him about yeah. it. Yeah. It was very disappointing. Now, did he say it like, it was all right, or did he say it was all right? No, he was, he was like, it was all right. Oh, well, that sucks. It was like, no, nah, I'm not going to eat horse, but I ate horse, so eh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, don't put it on my Aldi meat, though. <laughs> so, by the way, there. civilian firearms such as hunting rifles are prohibited in carry-on bags but are allowed in check bags if they're unloaded and locked in a hard-sided container. So here's the thing. 
this is definitely post 9-11 world. Yeah. Uh, because I remember going to pick my uncle up from the airport. Mm-hmm. He was flying home from like, I don't know, Florida or California or something. I don't remember which. Sure. And we were in like the old terminal in Detroit, the part that was built in like the 60s. Oh, yeah. yeah. Before they built McNamara, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, like they had the, the, the new terminal was the north terminal, which is now like the not old, old, but like the older. Yeah. Uh, but we're in like the the super old part with like the, the blue um, air traffic tower attached to it. Oh yeah. And, and like the ceilings are just as high yeah. as your basement and, ceiling. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and I remember going into the terminal waiting for him to come out of the plane because mm-hmm. you used to be able to do that. You yeah. go right up to the, the gate and you can meet your people there and they come off the plane and a guy came off the plane and he had like a fucking hunting rifle. Like, it was in a case. Yeah. Maybe he was, like, coming off a baggage claim. I don't remember where it was exactly. And memory's not great. Uh, but he was in an airport, and he had the case for his, like, there was definitely, like, that, that is clearly a gun. <laughs> it wasn't, it was like, like, a violin in a gun case? No. <laughs> no, no, that's, I'm sorry. They put Tommy guns in violin cases. That's, that's what it was. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so, there you go. Well, well, I I am glad they're not allowed to carry guns on planes. You know yeah. who really ruined that for us? The hijackers. If they stopped hijacking planes, we could have whatever we'd want on the airplane. There was lots of hijackings in like the 70s, 80s. Forks, box cutters, yeah. NK-47s, whatever. Just stop hijacking planes. I had a district manager when, again, working in retail, different store. Uh, <laughs> wow. I'm just going to get my whole resume if I keep going on. <laughs> uh, and she like was helping us do shipment like we had like this huge amount of shipment that we couldn't get through because yeah. like build up for christmas or something oh yeah yeah uh and we had the tiniest back room and so she was helping us do shipment and was like oh i gotta get to my flight and just left and you know whatever uh and then told us the next time she was here that she got to the airport and she was about to check in and realized she had put one of our like knives to open the back like it was you know oh, a utility just knife. a little box cutter thing yeah, right yeah you know what they hijacked the planes with on 9-11 uh, oh, just one of those. It was, it was in her pocket, Ooh. and she was about to go through security when Scary. she realized it was there, okay. and was like, "I got to get rid of this," and like dumped it in the trash. So. <laughs> I wasn't suspicious at all. Her just no, like dumping just... stuff in the trash. <laughs> Ma'am, was that a knife you had there? Uh, uh, no, it was a McDonald's package. Is that what she sounded like? <laughs> I don't even remember. Well, what if she you'd like to look up Jason's full resume, uh, go to LinkedIn.com/slash the hour pod. <laughs> you could have it there. <laughs> But, okay, so LinkedIn. I hate uh-huh. it. I hate it, first of all. Uh, stop asking for all my contacts, please. And also, I don't if, I, if I'm trying to LinkedIn stalk somebody, I don't want you to tell them that I looked at their profile, okay? I had a okay? – so I have a LinkedIn from back before I was like a teacher. Yeah. And I haven't lo- logged into it in probably eight years. Sure. Nine years. I don't even know how long. It's been a long time. Right. And I got an email the other day. It was like, so-and-so got a new job. You know, congratulate them. And I was like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> I don't even know who this person is. It was a scam email. Fucking scammers. Oh, damn it. That was emailing you. Yeah. I got the Nigerian prince once. Did you? Yeah, I got the and email. He, did you talk to if, him? If I, if I sent him my bank account, he'd give me $1 million of his like $33 mm-hmm. million. Dollars. There's a, a TED Talk. I don't know why it's a TED Talk, but it's like a guy who decided he would, like, interact mm-hmm. with these people. Oh, yeah. I think Scammers. I read something yeah, about this. good. I got – so the only time I get, like, those very uh, – I don't know what the word is. Like, the, the ones you've heard of before. Yeah. Like the, the common the scams. Notori- yeah. The only yeah, time I get those yeah. – the only time I get those is through 
I have a nonprofit that I have, and we just have like email through the website that we run for it. Oh yeah, uh, and so it's not through like Google or anything. So there's no filter. Oh, there's no f- spam filter. And so oh, that's yeah. where I got the Nigerian prince. Yeah. Uh, and then last week I got a a very generic like. We have video of you at a teen site masturbating that we will send to all your contacts. And I was like, dude, there are, one, no contacts. Two, like, so generic. Right. Wrong. Wrong. (laughs) See, these Nigerian princes princes just need to know that sex sells. If someone was like, hi, I'm a Nigerian princess and I want to show you my boobs and also send me $6 million, we'd be like, okay. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> I don't trust anything. I don't I'll, even answer I'll, the phone if look, I don't. I got a text message last week that, that was like, hey, is this Jason? And I didn't know the name uh-huh. or the number. And I was just like, I'm not responding to that. Spam. Block. Yeah, this is like, it's a, someone who wants like money or something. <laughs> <was> your dad. <laughs> well, it was. So I asked people, I was like, does anyone know this number? Because it's like a local Michigan number. Oh, it's a 734 number? No, it's a 517. So it's like. It's not even local. I mean, it's nearby. Yeah. It's like Battle Creek or something. Yeah. You know, maybe there's someone I know out there. But you know. I didn't know who it was. I yeah. was like, nope, not answering it. If a Nigerian princess wants to show me her boobs, I'll fly over there. Like right now. I'll get on a plane, fly over. There's, pr- there's plenty of Niger- Nigerian princess boobs on the internet. You don't need a. Princess though? Probably. Really? I don't know. But if I was flying over, you know what I wouldn't do? Uh, what? Sit in the exit row. It's <laughs> too much responsibility for it my is, crazy a, ass. But you get so much leg room. You get so much leg room. I mean, it's great. But I'm kind of a, like, so whenever I see something like a switch, I flip it. <laughs> just like, I'm gonna when I get on the it. plane, I'm pressing all those fucking buttons above my head. Mm. I'm turning the light on. I'm making sure the air is just right. <laughs> Bong. Bong. I'm, excuse me. Um. I just want to make sure this worked. Okay, yeah. I'll turn. Do you it have off any now. more? Do you have any more buttons I could push? <laughs> right. Opening and closing the window. <laughs> so I can't. I can't be tasked to put in to be put in that row because I'll open the door. <laughs> Don't open the door. No. Why not? No. Well, a British woman has oh. been billed one hundred and six thousand dollars. That I'm sorry. Before you go on, uh huh. That was so fake. What? <laughs> what I what all the things all the <laughs> transition period just now. That was so fake. I wouldn't open a fucking door. I was trying to be funny. I was dumb. <laughs> You're right. Thanks. We did we did get to go lower than where we went before. <laughs> <laughs> we need to change this podcast to holes the podcast. It sounded it sounded so fake. As I was saying it, I was like, this is just wrong. It, it was working fine. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, a British woman has been billed $106,000 after she was so disruptive during her flight to Turkey that the Royal Air Force had to scramble fighter jets to accompany her plane back to the airport. Oh, shit. Yeah. So Chloe Haynes, 25, Mm, was... A a Chloe. Yeah. yeah, She was aggressive, abusive, and dangerous. Oh, wait, no, this is British. Aggressive, abusive, and dangerous. Uh, During the June 22nd Jet 2 flight from London to Dalaman, Turkey. The fuck is Jet 2? It's like one of those... It's it's like the Spirit Airlines of... Or like Ryanair. It's like one of those like bargain... Easy jet. Do they just name everything one, two, three, and four like BBC yeah. one, BBC two? This is jet the one, BBC. Jet two. This, uh, this is Jet Two. Uh, and we are currently flying over the Atlantic Ocean. So we'll be in Turkey. Quite right. Uh, and uh, one, uh, oh, sorry, uh, she tried to open the plane doors midair. 
Okay. Like, why? Wait. Okay. First of all, what's your thought process on that? Like, I'm going crazy. I'm going to open the fucking door. And it's got to be something. What? You're yeah, going to get sucked I mean, out. Or I, blown out. So I remember when I was like, we. Yeah. There was like a made for TV movie based on a true story. Maybe this is why I'm afraid of flying because like there was all these like flying issues when I was growing up. Yeah. Like there was right. like hijackings and like they did made for TV movies about that. Yeah. And so this was like. There was a crash in Detroit. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. crashed then, on the highway. Yeah. Uh, and I passed that exit every single day when I go to work. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like. You know, the plane crashed right where I'm driving right now. And then I'm like, oh, is there going anyway. to? There's, um, there's a show called Air Air Disasters, I think oh, it's called, yeah, yeah, yeah. on, on mm-hmm. um, Smithsonian Channel. Mm-hmm. It's a great show. It'll freak you out. Yep. But at the same time, it kind of tells you uh, how much has to go, go wrong with an That's airplane true. for it to crash. There That's have like five different sail, fail-safes after sail-safes. Sail-safes? I'm, done. I'm yeah. done talking. Uh, so the, this made-for-TV movie was about, uh, I think it was like Aloha Airlines or something like that. And there was like a tiny hole and it like ripped off most of the the roof of part of the plane. Like the, the fuselage. First, yeah, like the first like 10 rows, like the entire, it was gone. And so like you're sitting in your seat and there's nothing next to you. That's scary. It's just like, and no one, the, one person died, I think like one of the flight attendants who was like serving at the time got like sucked out. Oh. Uh, but she everyone else lived. The but then you had to like, I, that would dry, like I would be, I, ah, it's just freaking me out right now. Like having to sit there on the plane as they have to get back to an airport. With, like, nothing next to you or above you. The air is flying past you. You're going 300 miles an hour or whatever. It's Imagine, like, like, casually buckling your seatbelt. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, freaks me. I, I can see the, the, the movie scene now. Okay, so you're in the airplane, right? And you're, uh, the roof is gone. Um, but, like, eight rows ahead of you, you can see that the, <laughs> the pilot has turned on the fastened seatbelt sign. Bung. And then you just, like, oh, okay. Click. Yeah, so Holy just, shit. That's yeah, a so picture just, of it. Yeah, I just they pulled landed? up a picture for you. They landed fine. And like I said, only the but can you imagine sitting right there? Wow. Like there's nothing next to you. I love that they uh so um I don't know if we're gonna do a link to this or not, but they've like the the cot the, the door is open and they've got like a slide, but it's not even a slide. <laughs> it's like a straight down. Right. You could just jump out of the just hop out of the plane. Like it's a really tall uh, like an F three fifty or something. Yeah. So Holy crap. Yeah, so that freaks me out. It's like, so what was her thought process? Like, I'm going to open the door and then die? Like, I'm trying to kill myself? Like, I don't know. What is going on? I feel here? like we should know more about this. Ah, so, Chloe, CEO what was going on, Steve Heapy of Jet 2 uh, called the incident one of the most serious cases of disruptive passenger behavior. Uh, passengers and crew helped restrain Haynes while the plane was escorted back to London. <laughs> Passengers what? and crew. Passengers and crew. So was she not so enough to like tr- try to keep fighting away and try to get out of the plane? Was she like um, uh, Captain Kirk on uh, the Twilight Zone? There's something on the wing. Yeah. So that was a big. Uh, I when I first watched uh, Ace Ventura two, when Nature Calls, I didn't get it because I'd never seen that episode. There's someone on the wing. Some thing. <laughs> but it's it's actually perfect, mm-hmm. and that. Yeah, that was a great episode of uh, Twilight Zone, too, by the way. Uh, so, and I don't understand. So they scrambled military jets to escort the plane. Like, what are they going to What are they gonna do? Yeah, she didn't have a missile launcher. Yeah, <laughs> like, 
She's trying to open the door. What of. are these? What are these fighter jets going to do? Like what? In case she made her way into the cockpit, like okay. Once you open the door, you can't really shut it, right? No, oh, I can't imagine. That. I, like okay, if she <laughs> you're going the door, 500 miles an hour, right. and the door's flapping. Just grab it. Just grab it. <laughs> just like casually reach out. <laughs> I got it. I got it. <laughs> it's not like opening the door on the highway. In your car. Even then, it's really hard to open yeah. it because of the wind. So, yeah. Well, uh, anyhow. <laughs> anyway, military jets created a sonic boom heard for miles around. As a result of the scramble, an Essex police control room received over 200 calls from people in their surrounding area reporting the sound of an explosion. Oh, oh! they created the sonic boom because they were going so fast to catch yeah. up with the plane. Okay, that yeah, makes bro- sense. Broke the sound barrier. So, Ms. Haynes is banned from the airline for life, and they built her... 85,000 pounds on a $6,000 to cover the price of fuel, <laughs> airport charges for new landing slots, uh, and providing accommodation and, and refreshments for delayed passengers. Um, whoa, excuse whoa, whoa. me. Um, she just tried to open the door. Uh, can I get a pillow? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do have more biscuits. <laughs> yes. Um, a spot yeah, of tea. Yeah, a spot of tea, please. Uh, I'd like a coffee, okay. but I'd like it to be tea, please. Like, uh, I thought this was like one of those budget airlines. Thank like, you. They're not giving out refreshments. No, you pay for that shit. Yeah. Unless someone tries to open the door. Yes. Maybe that's what she wanted. She was mad because she had to pay for her uh Well, you mean the sandwich? She's American, right? <laughs> God damn it. My name is Chloe. <laughs> Give me a sandwich. <laughs> Fuck. We hope that this sobering incident with its very serious consequences provides a stark warning to others who think that they can behave in this fashion. Who said that? The CEO. Okay. Stay keeping. Yeah. So I guess, like, don't be crazy on a plane, man. And now for our segment where Jason and Jeff offer helpful advice to fix your problems. I can fix it. I can fix that. We can fix it. I alone can fix it. Why do I fix everything I touch? It's the hour advice. Since we're talking about airplanes, maybe we should do some air... That sounds fantastic. Incidentally, yeah. what our listeners don't know is that we stopped recording for probably like 30 minutes. <laughs> it was uh, a long time. It was a very long time. <laughs> and I was able to find on YouTube the movie that I was just talking about, about the Aloha yeah, Airlines. With the kid and the scene yeah, with the... James rip. Cromwell was, was in that movie. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Armin Shimmerman. From... Quark. Yeah. Quark. Yeah. But he, was in the, he wasn't in the plane. He was trying yeah. to sell people stuff. <laughs> uh, all that plane needed was some flex tape. Yeah, just like, just smack it on the yep. on the fuselage. You're good. Yep. So speaking of fuselage, we're gonna do um, we're gonna mute our phones and watches once again. Jason, sorry, my wife just was letting me know that uh, we're going on vacation to Disney World in the not too distant future. Oh yeah, yeah. And she was able to get us a reservation at a fancy like Mickey breakfast thing. Oh, nice. Like it's hard to get, and she's been like watching every day, yeah, to like see what the new reservations are, so mm. that she can like snag one, yeah. And she was able to snag one for us. I have reservations and, about that. Like, so we had one at this place, but it was like seven a.m. and it's before like the Disney transportation starts. And Why so would you get up at like six to go to breakfast at seven on vacation? Well, we're we're traveling with a four year old who wakes up at like. Oh, she's already going to be up anyway. Yeah, she's going to be. Oh, okay. That's well, she dumb. usually gets up at around seven. Yeah. So it still would be like getting her up early and like transportation hasn't started. So we'd have to get like a special transportation that's like $35 to 
to get somewhere. It's like through Lyft, but like it's like Disney Lyft. I don't know. It's stupid. Yeah. But she was able to get one that's at like a decent time at like 930. So buses will be oh, running and yeah. everything will be fine. It'll Neat. be great. Anyway, transportation related. Uh, yeah. Let's do some air transportation. Hey, Jeff. Yes. Uh, why do World War II planes look so cool? Oh, my gosh. Because they were designed back in the day when uh, the baby boomers' parents were designing planes. And they were good plane designers. And they didn't ruin our country like the boomers have. Well, I believe that generation is known as the greatest generation. The great, right. That's the, the According greatest generation. According to Tom Brokaw. Yeah, right. That he coined it. Stunning news today from Washington is former President Gerald Ford is gay. <laughs> uh, it's a, a ripoff of Dana Carvey and that whole skit. So, Jason. Yes. By the way, mm-hmm. the planes did look really cool back then. They did. But I feel they've like they've gotten back... more aerodynamic. And... Yeah. I feel like back then, things that they designed were also for style, not just function. And I feel like we've oh, become yeah. very functional nowadays. Very functional, like it's, yeah. it's all about function. Right. Like, if you look at, uh, people look at, like, cars from, like, the 50s and 40s, and like, yeah. they, they have, like, the fins and shit. Oh, the fins and shit, yeah. yeah. And everyone's like, oh, that looks so cool. But it uh, probably wasn't good for function. I was on the way here, no, probably not. On the way, uh, really bad um, for whoever that was in that, um, I think, Freddy Krueger movie that got shoved onto a fin and the Ooh. fin stabbed him all the way through Ooh. his body. Uh, but I was on the way here, I was driving behind a, a Chevelle. Mm. And it was, uh, the, it smelled very nice. The exhaust smelled great. All and, that lead? Uh, yeah. Oh, no, they don't do lead gas anymore. Know. And uh, it'll just look nice. Jason. Yes. What jet passenger plane is the safest? Uh, any plane that's grounded. Ha. Uh, because it's not going anywhere. Ha. Uh, uh, hey, Jeff. You know they have to tie planes down? Do they? <laughs> like little planes. So they don't when blow they, away or When something? they park them, yeah, they tie them down so they don't blow <laughs> like away. Like on a leash. In the wind. Yeah, they have leashes on them, yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, when you used to ride your horse up and you had to like tie it to the... <laughs> Thing outside the saloon. Right. You know, do that with your planes or they'll they'll horse away. Uh, Jeff, how yes. come computers aren't – or sorry, how come airplanes aren't equipped with computers that do things humans can't do? For example, a plane <laughs> might be going down due to some fault like MCAS and the pilot says computers keep us in the air and the computer answers will do and then does it. The computer answers will do <laughs> does oh. it. Oh. Uh, so you read that much better. I was, I was like, what is this person saying? <laughs> Will do, officer, sir. Blah, blah. I'm a computer. Uh, no, uh, so computers suck. So did you ever see the first, like, fully computer-aided flight? Uh, it was no. like a 747 or something like that. Okay. And it, this is somewhere in Europe. And it, like, it, there's a video of it on YouTube. It, it It's going down the runway. There's no people on this plane. Uh-huh. It's going down the runway, it takes off, and then it goes into the trees. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know like that's why. So I can't remember. The, I feel like there's like two companies, like maybe like Airbus and Boeing. Sure. And one company has a thing where the computer won't let you flip the plane over. Oh, well, like, that makes the sense. The computer will be like, you can't do that. Right. Uh, and the other company is like, well, what if the pilot knows that by flipping the plane over, it will save the plane from crashing or something. I don't know. Like that movie with, uh, what was that movie where there's a plane crash and they put them on trial and like, oh, you were drinking. And I don't um, think it was based on anything real. It was the one with like, Leslie Nielsen in it? Maybe. Flight or something like that. Oh, I don't know. It's airplane. Air- <laughs> 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 Fuck you. Gotcha. <laughs> I was thinking more recent. Anyway, 
Maybe it was Samuel L. Jackson. Or... Oh, Snakes on a Plane. No. <laughs> My grandma saw that movie. Really? Yeah. Uh, she, so here's it. the thing. She likes movies about planes. She hates flying. Right. She likes movies about planes. Yeah. She likes movies about animals. Okay. So how, Snakes on a Plane. That's great. Perfect thing, right? So I went over to her house like after. This was shortly after it came out on video. Uh, and so she had rented it on video or from like family DVD. video. Yeah. Okay. You know, she went down to the, the video update <laughs> uh, and she rented it and she watched it. And so she's talking to me about it. She's like, oh, these planes, uh, there's snakes everywhere. Uh, and then she, she's did like, did she know it was supposed to be like a comedy farce kind of thing? Or did she not really, she, she was fine with that, but she's yeah. like, there was this couple and they went into the bathroom to like do stuff. Oh, and and she like got like whispery conspiratorial about it in case someone overheard her talking about <laughs> Of course, about this. yeah. Uh, because they started and a snake bit him right in the penis. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, grandma. Spoilers, <laughs> grandma. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I still haven't seen it. Still never really? seen it. <laughs> uh, so, Jason. Yes. Um, couldn't Boeing just made the landing gear of the 737 Max taller instead of moving up the engine and ruining the design? I feel like that's the least problem for the 737 Max. Follow-up question. I think the problem of it crashing uh, into the ground is probably a bigger issue. Follow-up question. Is the Boeing 737 having trouble because it's facelifted to look like Airbus? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I love a good uh, plastic surgeon on a... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, got a little facelift. You know, right around the eyes. Ooh. You just wanna, yes. Follow-up question. Uh-huh. Uh, who made better planes, Airbus or Boeing, like B737 versus A320 or B747 versus A380? Here's the thing. I have, from the planes I've been on, yeah. I tend to like the interiors of Airbuses better. Okay. I don't feel, like, as cramped, I guess. Like, I don't feel like the ceiling's so, like, ready to get me. Oh, okay. I feel like it's much it feels more open and less claustrophobic yeah. to me. I'll tell you, I don't give half a fuck about what who manufactures the airplane. As long as it stays in the sky and lands when it's supposed to, I'm good. I I pay attention to what type of plane the flight is. Right. And I will switch depending on like no I don't I don't, want, I don't want to fly on that plane. Oh, this is a seven twenty seven or whatever. Like yeah, no. I'm good. I don't care. Nope. Nope. I'm like, nope, not flying on that one. Really? Yeah. So you'll pay more money to fly in a better plane? Uh, I don't know if it's really more money. It's just like a different flight for the same trip. I think. Like like f- like when we fly, to, we're, we're going to fly when we go to Disney World. Yeah. Uh, like there's, <sighs> so that drive's terrible. <laughs> not, I'm not going two days with like a four-year-old. <laughs> That's two days down, two days back. I saved up my frequent flyer miles for years and I was like, screw it. I'm cashing them all in. Yeah, so that's almost slightly worse than driving all that way with an 18-year-old Jeff Burton. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> what did I do? I said my last name. You made me do it. I didn't it's the first time anything. on the show. I'm pretty sure it's probably not. For me, it is. For you, it's not. I'm going to go back and listen to 52 episodes. You're not. You're not going to listen. I'm totally going to do it. All right, your turn to ask the question. Uh, Jeff, what's your favorite aircraft? Uh, Don't give a fuck. Not half a (laughs) fuck. Not a quarter of a fuck. Uh, Stealth bomber. (laughs) That's fair. I always... So... When I was coming home from work, I'd have to pass the airport. Yeah. And if I left on time every day, I'd be leaving just as... Like, there was always a flight uh, from Delta leaving somewhere that was a 747 
Okay. And so as I'd be leaving, it would be taking off. Usually, you know, I'm on the highway and it would be taking off like right over me. And so yeah. I, I always love that, like seeing that plane. Sure. It's a very impressive looking thing. They don't, they've retired all the 747s from Delta. Yeah. So occasionally I still see it, see it through like Lufthansa or something like What do they like call that. it? What is the upgraded version of the 747? They just got rid of them. They got like 777s. Oh, okay. Uh, What's which, with the numbers? How do they do that? I don't know. That's not a question. They I'm going to answer. That's my own question. 747, 757, 787. They're going to be like 797. So we go to like 807. Then you got the Airbuses. They're like the A330, the A319. And eventually they're like 8675309. I think you should wrap it at that point. You're right. <laughs> All right, Jason. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> A little I surprise have, ending have, yeah, there. Twist ending. Oh, it's still going. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I have an idea. So uh-huh. I just came up with it. So okay. I grabbed a random book off of your bookshelf. Okay. And I'm going to read a little bit from it. And then I think I want you to guess which book it is. Okay. You have hundreds. <laughs> I, I do have a lot over there. All right. <clears throat> this one is called... Oh, I, I'm not right. supposed to read the title. Okay. So um, if, if there's... One great cause of the rise of Islamic fundamentalism, it is the total failure of political institutions in the Arab world. Uh, gosh, what was that one called? That was like the history of terrorism. Or it's uh, That's racist. No, it's, um, it's either, so it's one of two books. Okay. It's either a small book with kind of a red cover. Okay. Or... It is not a small book with a red cover. <laughs> I believe the other one was like a white book. Either uh, it is or it isn't. And, and I can't remember the exact name of it, but it was a basic overview of like the history of terrorism. So The Future of Freedom, Future it's of called. Freedom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's by Fareed Zakaria. Oh, I was completely wrong. Illiberal democracy wrong. at home and Here, abroad. Here's why. I've never read that book. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the books I've never read. But that feels like kind of like a generic sentence. Yeah. Not generic, but no, it's, it's so profound, it, but it's, I don't know. So, pause for a minute. Okay. So, I have a lot of books yeah. that I haven't read yet because okay. I used to work for Borders, the bookstore that doesn't exist anymore. Oh, yeah. And my wife worked in Borders at the merchandising merchandising department. So, she worked with the buyers. Oh, did you guys get like a book allowance? So we got, no, we got free books all the time. Oh. So, basically, like that book, what yeah. happened was some buyer got sent this book to determine if we wanted to carry it. Sure. And they didn't oh. want it anymore. So, they just put it in a bin outside their cubicle and you could just go through and like pick up books. Yeah, and so, but I know Fareed Zakaria. Yeah, yeah, I've heard, I've heard of, yeah. I know who he is. Uh, so I thought that you were reading from one of the books I read. So last semester of grad school, before I did my test, yeah. I did a class on the history of terrorism. To be fair, it was only one sentence. That's true. <laughs> uh, and so I thought it was Terrorism, A Very Short History by Charles Townsend. That's or, the red book. That's the little red book. Yeah. Or Terrorism, A Critical Introduction by Richard Jackson, Lee Jarvis, Jerome Gunning, and Marie Breen Smith. Wow. So, I, And these two I have read. Well, that's nice. I, I just grabbed one off your shelf that you haven't read, apparently. And that was the most boring segment we've ever had. Uh, it could be a fun segment. It could be fun. I think we should keep doing it. Okay. What do you think? Sure. <laughs> yeah. 
going. Ooh. You didn't know we could play music on the show, did you? And it's gone. <laughs> oh, man. Uh. <laughs> oh, I'm cracking myself up over here. Oh, well, that's Jesus. what we're here for. Fuck the audience. Jesus we're here Christ. for us. Yeah, speaking of Jesus. Jesus? Oh, man. <laughs> What's he fucking up now? I'm, I'm sure. I don't know. His it's hands. Not, you know, here's the problem. It's not him. No? It's his followers. Yeah, that's true. A new state law Ugh. in the worst Dakota, Ugh. South Dakota, requires Ugh. the national... Mo- okay, so South Dakota is not... is not. There's no ocean. No. I don't even think there are fucking rivers in there. There's it's a not river. a border country. No. South Dakota has the Badlands, right? With uh, yeah. all the dinosaurs, right? It's so got Mount cool. Rushmore. Okay, so... It's got... So there's a place I want to go. Yeah? It's one of the Minutemen missile silos. Yeah? The ICBMs. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. It's a national historic site. Oh, and someone and lives can, there, right? you can go in it. You get to go and see the the missile silo and all the stuff. And I've heard it's really cool. We were supposed to go a few years ago. Our whole trip kind of got fucked up due to some wildfires. And oh. it changed when we were at the places we were supposed to be at. Yeah. And so I missed it. I'd play that again. <laughs> it's a pretty good beat. Thank you. So speaking of Jesus and <laughs> so, uh, South Dakota. So a new state law in South Dakota requires the national motto, In God We Trust, to be displayed in an area where students are most likely to see it in a, like, cafeteria slash entryway. So, like, in their elementary schools? Like any the, school. All any schools. School, all schools. All schools in South Dakota must have In God We Trust displayed somewhere in an area where students will Can it not be E Pluribus Unum instead so that kids won't know what it means? Oh, you'd think so. Yeah. Because uh, it's not money. Why? Governor Why not? Christy Noem signed the requirement into law in March. Wait. The, I'm sorry. The governor, his name is Christy? Uh, yes, Christy. His Noem. name. I don't know. I assume a state... Mm-hmm. That would make and God we trust uh, be plastered all over schools would have a male um, governor. Wrong, no? wrong. Oh, look at that! She's got that. I would like to talk to the manager. Oh, haircut. she totally does. Oh, look at that picture up there. She's got like the hunting hat on. Is that that can't be the same person? That's the same person, Christy. No, Dawn. no. This, this person is attractive. <laughs> uh, no, they're all the, that, one that the person same. is not. No, it's the hat. Um, they are all just practically, uh, what's or nuts from the Alaska. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, so she signed into law. The motto must be at least 12 by 12 inches in size and easily legible and can take the form of a mounted plaque, student artwork, or other appropriate form of, uh, determined by the school principal. Oh, so the school principal could say, oh, good. We're going to have this in Spanish and really piss some people off. <laughs> Not in the South Dakota. <laughs> Come on. So lawmakers who propose the law believe the quote will inspire patriotism. Nope. No. Not patriotism. Bullshit. Fucking bullshit. That's Christianism, not no. patriotism. Because if it was patriotism, it would be e pluribus unum, or it would be we the people, or it would be right. some other thing. This something. is a religious thing. It would be this like a 12 by 12 like Trump statue or something <laughs> if it was patriotism. So, would that be less offensive or... Oh, jeez. Which is less offensive? What what would I be less less offended by? In God We Trust in a School or a picture of Trump? Mm, I don't know, because I feel like schools have pictures of presidents all the time. So here's the thing. I've got like these these cards. They're they're like presidential cards and they're like – there's a picture. It's kind of like shaped like the president at the top and then it's maybe a foot tall. Okay. And then below the picture it has – 
information like inaugurated on and like oh, little yeah, facts yeah. and stuff. Right. And yeah. like you, they're like attached with like a, a little thing so you can flip through them. Uh, and they're old. Like they don't even have Obama. Oh. And my students like old. to like flip through them. But I refuse to get new ones because I don't want to see Trump's dumb face. I mean, I guess I could yeah. get a new one and, like, rip it out. You could. So lawmakers who proposed this law, I believe the, uh, you said that already, yeah. stenciling the motto cost a total of about $2,800 in Rapid City Schools. I okay. feel like they could have gotten it for cheaper well, if it was, okay. like, First student all, artwork. Fucking bullshit. Your school is having to waste $2,800 on stenciling this nonsense on someone's wall. Like, fuck that. There are more important things the school should be spending its money on. Right. But they could have also just had student artwork or just like the principal just write it in pencil on a wall and like call it good. Yeah. Like, they wanted something uniform across all the schools. Yeah, of course. So. Social media comments have threatened a lawsuit claiming the motto excludes non-Christian faiths. I'll bet the uh, Satanists are going to jump in here pretty soon. So a group of students who felt that they could be more inclusive by saying, well, what if we said Buddha we trust? Or what right. if we say in Allah we trust? Yeah. Or whatever. And the school board was like, no. And our various patriotism. And our various and God. gods we trust. Yeah. God and patriotism I understand as Republicans, you think that like Christianity and patriotism are one and the same, but they're not. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very glad that you Republicans are listening to our show finally and that I can change your mind. Uh, it's not the case. You're a bunch of idiots and stop. <laughs> uh, and the nice thing about this, since it is about patriotism and yeah. not the whole God thing, right. legislators Ooh. included a plan uh, for the state to assume all financial responsibility for any fallout if suits are filed against the school district's employees, school board, or members of the school board, uh, the South Dakota Attorney General will represent them at no cost. Because this is about patriotism, because, not God. Yeah, and because That's they why knew we people were going to sue in them. There. This, why, did you, why did we include this story? Because it made me angry. I don't like it. So Louisiana, Arkansas, Tennessee, Florida, Alabama, and Arizona have approved similar laws. Oh, it's like a list of states I'd never live in. Exactly. I just had a friend move to Arizona, though. Okay, we almost moved to Arizona. Did I you know this? I did know this. Yeah, and uh, I literally, I read, I was like, I know there are tarantulas in Arizona and like mm, scorpions, scorpions and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm-mm. So I was like, what happens if a tarantula gets in your house? And did a Google search way back in like 2006. Mm-hmm. And it said, if a tarantula gets in your house, all you have to do is take a dustpan Lay it on the ground in front of the tarantula and just like shoo it up into the dustpan and then take it outside. Oh, okay. And drop it out there. How great. No fucking thanks. No. 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 Because you, no. well, you can't stomp it on your floor. It would make too much of a mess. Big ass fucking tarantula. What no, else the do size of it? like a cat. I know. Or a chihuahua at the very least. Yeah. No, it's, it's, no. no. So, uh, by the way, In God We Trust first appeared on U.S. coins largely because of increased religious interest during the Civil War. Uh, according to the Treasury Department, it was declared the official U.S. motto in 1956 during Dwight Eisenhower's presidency. As a response to communism, which they thought was godless. So it was a way to show we are different. We're God-fearing Americans who love mm-hmm. our country and God and not like those communists who don't love all those things. Right. Uh, but hashtag Moscow Mitch is changing all that now. <laughs> right. Well, I like how uh, anti-Islamic and anti-Muslim uh, the right wingers are 
Um, but they they want like a religious state, just like <sighs> the quote unquote worst of the of the Muslim countries. And then uh, if you know they actually looked into like the history of their religion and like, oh, these are all Abrahamic religions that all kind of come from the same source and oh, have very from Abraham Lincoln, story. right? Uh, exactly. Uh, the vampire hunter. <laughs> Excellent uh, historical documentary. I highly recommend. By the way, that was a fantastic movie. <laughs> it was pretty good actually. Yeah, I we, liked it a lot. We went to see it just because we're like this is gonna be shitty. And right, like, yeah. Well, it's okay actually. That's, that's why I always think whenever I go see a movie, lower your expectations. Yeah. Think it's gonna be the worst movie you've ever seen and then you'll be pleasantly surprised it was a good movie i liked it Uh, like when they were uh what was that scene there were were there bullets or something flying in the train and the bullets were like hitting the little sparks the sparks that were flying off the yeah yeah i think i know what you're talking about oh gosh it was a great scene my favorite part was when the vampire picks up the horse and hits abraham lincoln with it (laughs) and he is totally fine he just got hit by like a multi-hundred pound horse and he gets up and he's like i'm all right and then it gets shot by Don Booth. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, so speaking of schools. Yes. Uh, the Education Department of the United States. Yes. That one is looking into a tactic in which wealthy parents uh, transfer legal guardianship of their college-bound children to relatives or friends. Or I the teens themselves. They Oh, they like, like uh, emancipate, emancipate them. themselves. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the teens can claim financial aid. Yep. Rich people mm-hmm. want to claim financial aid. Correct. That's how expensive colleges are when rich people are like, I can't afford this shit. No, it's it's not that. Well, yes. All right. It's expensive. Yes. But it's also we can afford the lawyers to do these things. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to transfer this child of mine to someone else so that they can get Pell Grants, which are designed for people who can't afford college. Sweet child of mine. Uh, it means that only job. the child's earnings are considered in their financial aid application, uh, not the family's incomes or savings. Which I assume is zero because they wouldn't have to work a day yeah. in their life. Or maybe they have like a, a summer job and they've made like $4,000 over a year. Maybe. And so they're like, oh, well, you only made $4,000. So you like fucking. Maybe they're suffering bullshit. from summertime, summer. I'm, I drank way too much. <laughs> so. Uh, the uh, so here's the thing. So uh-huh. rich rich people don't uh-huh. have to go to college. They don't have to go to college because they're already rich, and they can just live on their parents' money. And you know the 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 money will just trickle down unless they spend it, mm-hmm. and everything will be fine. Yeah. But they feel like they have to go to college for some reason. I don't know. I feel like so. What I'm so looking at this. The Wall Street Journal, who kind of broke the story on this, found yeah. 38 cases in which a judge granted transfer of guardianship to a teenager or his or her in his or her junior year of high school in Illinois. So this was like in Illinois where they kind of found 38 of just in Illinois, just in Illinois. Uh, and most of the families live in homes valued at five hundred thousand dollars, but several were valued at more than one million. So it's not like the super, super rich, but it's also not the people. So it's like people who probably make a a bit more than we make. I would say a little more. Yeah. But if you're living in like, I don't know, Peoria, Illinois, and your house is $500,000, it's much different than if you're living in like downtown Chicago. Yeah. But that's still shitty though. I I, I can't imagine that's necessarily against the law. So that's the thing. It's not against the law. Right. It's just very unethical. But um, if I was rich, would I do that to save some money? Because if you're rich, you find all kinds of legal loopholes yeah. to save yourself money and anyway. That's so why not like, just know, another one? This is a loophole. That'll screw uh, a bunch of kids over. 
Our financial aid resources are limited, and the practice of wealthy parents transferring the guardianship of their children to qualified for need-based financial aid or so-called opportunity hoarding takes away resources from middle- and low-income students, said Andrew Borst, director of the undergraduate enrollment at the University of Illinois. He sounds Russian. I don't trust him. This is legal, but we question the ethics. Obviously. Okay. All right. So what what is the – okay, if you think about it, what is the uh, most uneth- unethical thing besides this that you can think of doing that's not illegal? Uh, I don't know. That's that's a hard question. Yeah. Like, I, you think like my first thought is like stealing candy from a baby. It's theft. Okay. It's not good. Well, right? theft is le- illegal though. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's illegal, it needs, so you can't it needs do something it. that's illegal – um, uh, stealing a parking spot from someone who was obviously backing in. Okay. All right. right? Yeah, that's, that's pretty bad. That's pretty unethical, yeah, that's pretty I think. Um, you find a bag with like a hundred thousand dollars in it and you don't turn it in. I feel like there might be legal issues there. You think so? You found I mean, it. I guess. It's in a public space. How are you going to account for that money though? Just be like, I got a hundred thousand dollars. Well, you would have to record it as income if you yes. do it legally. Yeah. What about like if someone uh, asks you to watch their bag in an airport? Is that technically illegal or is that just like against the rules? I don't know. Because like rules and legality in areas like that seem very gray. Right. Like I'm not sure what's rules and what's just legal legal matters. So <laughs> legal. I'm, legalities. Is what I was yeah. Go for. I, was, uh, I was at an airport waiting for my plane mm-hmm. um, and like. Two seats down for me was like this older, I assume Southern couple. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And like this lady that was dressed as a nun mm-hmm. came up and dropped her bags and fucking left. And those unattended are bastards bag. immediately went up to the person and was like, hey, unattended bag. Something's going to happen. Well, like, I mean, how do you know she's actually a nun yeah. and not just someone who is like dumping like that she's disguised for – if I were to make a disguise, if I wanted to, not that I ever would, I never will, but if I wanted to like drop in like a scary bag at an airport, I would dress as a nun. Yeah. I'd be a real convincing nun, I think. <laughs> None of that. I'm twisting my hair right now. Uh, nearly all of the 38 cases use some version of the language, the guardian can provide educational and financial support and opportunities to the minor that her parents could not otherwise provide as a basis for the transfer. Yeah, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. I heard that. Well, well yeah. not, uh, I mean, technically it's true. By technically, me, yeah. By me giving you this kid, you can now get them a Pell Grant that should go to someone who literally is poor. Right. Our housekeeper, Marta, yeah. can show them how to clean a house. Yeah, it's... It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, the education department may cl- add clarifying language to federal student aid handbook. Uh, the suggested language says that if a student enters into a legal guardianship but continues to receive medical and financial support from their parents, they do not meet the definition of a legal guardianship and still considered dependent. Right. Like, medical and financial support. I'm, I'm not so concerned about medical support, but financial support, you have to if – you're, if you're spending money – you have to mark it where it goes. And if they're no longer your parents, then they have to be an employer, right? So you yeah. have to mark that as income um, if you're getting money to pay for your room and board or whatever. Yeah. Or even like if you're still living at home with your parents, you should have to take the square feet of whatever space you occupy and divide the mortgage or whatever for tax purposes. Yeah. I don't know how taxes work. <laughs> uh, but they are gaming the system, whether it's legal or not. 
Doesn't make it any less unsavory, says yeah. Justin Drager, CEO and president of the National Association of Student Financial Administrators. Yeah. I mean, these things are designed for people who really don't have a chance and they need a chance. Oh, you mean the Pell Grants? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, and by you who have many more resources, like I understand that like it's hard. Right. Even if – so like I said, these are people who probably make a bit more than we make. Sure. Like we, we make a decent amount of money. Maybe and it will still be hard for us to send our kids to school because oh, yeah, it's definitely. very expensive. And it keeps getting getting expensiver. In but, 10 years, uh, 13 years, it's going to be so much more expensive than it, unless something happens. Unless something happens and maybe we can get some changes in that. Yeah. But Here, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take the money from these rich people. Wait. We're going to take the money from the poor people and give it to the rich people. I think that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> Don Jr., that sounds great. We I've been do doing it my whole life. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's, it's great. All right. it's, it's like taking candy from a child who is also poor. Uh, it's, no. It's like taking candy from your extremely attractive adult child. No collusion. <laughs> uh, but the point is, like, we have many more resources that will make it easier for our kids to go to school yeah. than many students that, like, I teach. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. And that's not to say it's not going to be hard for us to be able to do those things. Right. Like, it's going to take planning and, you know, we're still going to have to do loans or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but my kid's chances are pretty good because she has two parents who've been to college who know what they're doing. Like, none of my family went to college. I had to figure it out myself. Right. It fucking sucked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I had to pay for it myself. Yeah. It fucking sucked. Yeah. Uh, so... But but I I couldn't imagine doing that, even though it's going to be expensive, uh, because I know the kind of students who need that kind of support. It's, my, just, it's just so unethical. Yeah. My great-grandma, we called her Mama, um, had to pay tuition to go to high school <laughs> because that's the way things were in Tennessee. That's in what I like tell my students all the time. I'm like, you are getting a free public education. You need to use it. Right. Because so, in many places around the world, still today, yeah. if you don't have the money, you don't go to school. At some point, they, someone decided, well, let's just like have the states fund the high schools. So why can't we have the states fund community college if people choose to go? Like exactly. high school is like uh Compulsory, right? Like you, yeah, you have to go to, you through, have to, you go. Have to go through, like, yeah. until you're like, I think like 17, 16, 17, right. you can drop out, but that's, that's the dumbest choice. Yeah. Make it a choice to go, but also pay for it if you want to go to community college, not yeah. University of Michigan. I'm not talking about yeah. that, but like, you know, Washington Community College or, I mean, University of Michigan is a state college. Yeah. Georgia Perimeter College. I, I don't care what college, like, Make it available. I'm not saying everyone has to go to school. Right. I'm not saying we should force everyone to go to college. Yeah. I think the world would be better if everyone was college educated. Yeah. I think we'd have smarter people who are more thoughtful. And, you know, I used to get into arguments with some friends that we had. Uh, <laughs> former friends. Well, actually, they are former friends. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> and so we get in some arguments where, like, I have the opinion that everyone should go to college because I think it would be good for society and for people. Hmm. I'm not saying you have to. Yeah. I'm not saying we should require you to. Sure. Uh, but but this person came at it at the idea of like school is for you to get a job. And I don't think that's what school is for. School is for you to like learn about the world around you and to learn about yourself and to understand the world. If you think it's only for getting a job, you're doing it wrong. I I think you could do both. I think you well, go yeah, to no, no, yeah. You it go definitely to college, can help you get a you job. You go to college so yeah, that to you learn can, a skill. No, you go to college so you can get a job. No. 
You go to college to learn life why skills do you, and stuff? Why do, you, why do you think they require you to take writing and communications and history and English? Like all those general things. <laughs> because if if academia going, is self-serving bullshit. No, it's because man. because the job of college is for you to understand the world around you. If you want to go just to weed. if you want to go just to get a job, then you should go to a trade school. Wrong, wrong. Because you go to a trade school to earn like sixty, seventy thousand a year, where you could go to college and be an engineer. You don't like you. You don't. Okay, are we ex friends now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't go to school to become an engineer to make yourself a better person. Sure, you do. No, you go to school yeah. to become an engineer to make tons of money. No. If you're going to school just to do something to make lots of money, you're going to find that the job you have you don't like. Yeah. And you are unfulfilled and unhappy. Right. Yeah. Thus, that's, you are doing it wrong. That's what jobs are. No. <laughs> you work it as little as possible until you're 55, 65, whatever. I do not have that experience. Unless you make a ton of money. And then you retire and do what you want to do for the last mm. 10 years of your life. I, I do not have that experience. Capitalism is the worst. <laughs> That's well. That's the thing. You're you're putting a capitalist idea onto education. Yeah, take, because we live in a capitalist society. No, take that layer and throw it away. I can't because yes, I can. have to pay for food and shit. No, what does that have to do with it? Paying for food. But what it does has that have a lot to do with, to do with no, it? No, I have to survive. What does, that have to do, what does that have to do with learning and becoming a better human being? You, you're learning to get a job. That's that. That's the only reason people go to college is to get a job. But you have a job that makes like three times what I make, and you didn't go to college. I, I did some college. But you don't have a, but that's you don't have a college degree is the point. No, yeah, right? yeah, I see. Because I didn't need one to get my job that pays so, money. So what you're saying is you don't need to go to college to get a job? No, I'm, I'm saying. So you're saying probably, you don't need to go to college to get a job? I'm a special case. I don't think so. Okay, so. Because when you here's were, the thing. Only 30% of Americans have a college degree. When you were in high school, uh-huh. what did you want to do? I wanted to be a teacher. Right. Mm-hmm. So what did you have to do to get that job as a teacher? I have to be trained in teaching, but half the classes I took have nothing to do with teaching. You had to get a college degree to be a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. But not all jobs are like that. Most, hence, hence your job. I think most jobs are. I, I'm because a only 30% of Americans have a college degree. So most jobs can't be Does that count like the that. elderly and children? That counts Americans. Well, well, yeah. Of, of proper age. Of like 18 30% to of Americans, 100 million Americans have a college degree. And where is this info coming from? The national census. I believe you. But you where is it, it coming up. from? The national census. I'm not going to look it up. You can. I, we, I can are, find the facts for you. Are you we know. ex-friends now? No. <laughs> you're, you're just putting a capitalist idea on something that's not about capitalism. Because we live in a capitalist society. But that uh, has nothing so to do I with learning about the world. I completely agree with you that if we lived in a utopian society and and uh, everyone was given an education and uh-huh. and we're post-scarcity, right? There's, mm-hmm. no, there's no scarcity for food or lodging or education, whatever, mm-hmm. I think that is absolutely right. I could train myself to be a teacher and I could become a teacher without a college degree. But the fact that you wanted to be a teacher in high school and then you went to college to get a degree in teaching and then now you're a teacher just says you just went to college to become a teacher. Yeah, but like I said, half of the classes I took had nothing to do with teaching. I know because academia is self-serving bullshit. No, it's not because you're looking at it at the wrong way. You're looking at it as a means to an end, which it is not. And if you look at it as a means to an end, that is the viewpoint you're going to have about the world. Whereas if you look at it as an opportunity to learn and become a more enlightened human being, you'll go, oh, 
That is not what this is all about. This is something I need to get for qualification. But half of this experience is not going to be about becoming a job creating thing. It's going to be about learning world literature and cultures and history and English and communicating with other people. Uh, What about all the people that have college degrees that voted for Donald Trump? What What about about those people? What about them? They didn't expand their minds. They didn't become better people. Uh, I think just because they they view the world in a different way that is counter to what I mean, I understand does not mean that they are uneducated. Okay, they're they just, uneducated. They, they just have different assumptions about what people should and shouldn't do. No, they're uneducated because they're racist and they are uh, misogynistic, and they're these people that went to college and and had the same opportunities uh, that you did, and probably took the, some of the same classes that you did. Sure, but got a completely different experience out of it. Because you can read something in different ways. If you are right. someone like me, who is the first person in their family to go to college and know the struggle and the hardship of doing that, yeah, you're going to come at it at a different point of view than someone who, like, you know, like my kid is, it, like, college is not going to be unexpected, right? And if you you're like super rich and it's just handed to you on a plate, you go, well, why can't these people do it? I did it. Huh. Yeah. So well, they're coming at it from a different point of view and they don't understand the other side of it sure uh, it's like you see this all the time where they say well you know why can't they just whatever group why can't they just do this thing that seems so easy to Pull do themselves because up by their bootstraps yeah, because they have no idea what other people have had to go through yeah. And they so don't know how I have hard it is. No problem at admitting that I'm socialist through and through. I think that if I make money, my tax if I make more money than the average person, then more of my taxes should go toward people of less yeah. uh that are that are less um what am I trying to say? Privileged yeah. than I am. And they should they should be able to go to college. Everyone should go to college because it will enlighten your mind. I agree with you in yeah. that, but that's not why in our capitalist society we go to college. I That's would say awesome. if you look at the history of why people started schools, I think there's... It's for the, the betterment of humanity, but I it has turned into a disgusting, well, like, $80,000 venture that you have to pay money to a bank and, like... Well, actually, it's this, the loans go through the uh, government. Yeah, but there's still... Which pisses me off. Like, why does the federal government seem to think they should make 6.8% on my student loans? Well, your student loans maybe go through the government, but my and my wife's student loans go through Great Lakes Bank, hmm. who's yep. earning... You, oh, you got private loans, eh? Yeah, who's earning mm-hmm. like 6% or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I assume in perpetuity, because I don't know if we're ever going to pay these loans off. Anyway... We have one more story to get to, and this is a fun one. It is. Even though we're at an hour and 18 minutes. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> yeah. All right. That, that conversation, that conversation took a turn. It did. We, we kind yeah, of went off the... Good. We're still friends in my book. I, I'm okay, okay. Just because we have different point of view, it's totally fine. Yeah. You say potato. Uh, I say potato. I urinate on potatoes. Oh, gosh. So Grace <laughs> Brown has turned herself in for urinating in the potato bin at Walmart at West Mifflin, Pennsylvania. Oh. Wait, they have like a bin of potatoes? But like, <laughs> So what I'm picturing is like, you know, when you go to the grocery store now, yeah. it's, it's the summer and they've got that like big bin full of like watermelons. 
Yeah. It's like on a pallet. A it's, potato bin. So what, they have like one of those? Just a big old bin of potatoes and you're like reaching and grab your potatoes? So I'm thinking about... I don't shop at Walmart. My, I have no idea. My local potato bin. Your local potato bin. And some, there are loose potatoes. Yeah, yeah. In like a little thing. And but then it's there like are the a table, right? potatoes. Yeah. yeah but, it's a table, not a bin. Yeah. So when so. I think, when I hear bin, I think like the watermelon bin or yeah. like the cantaloupe bin. So the anyway. West Mifflin Police Department said in a statement that a Walmart employee noticed a pool of urine on the floor near the potatoes Ooh. on July 24th. So that's good that the pool of urine is on the floor and not on the potatoes. Well, employees at, with Walmart's loss prevention department checked the security camera and noticed a woman later identified as Grace Brown urinating <laughs> in the potato bin. Really living up to her name of Grace. <laughs> right. Very graceful. <laughs> <laughs> the police department said that Brown and her attorney came to the police station where she confessed to urinating at the Walmart store. Who she just had to why? go? Like, that's it. I'm done eating food. <laughs> yeah, just, that's why you got to wash it. <laughs> well, yeah. If, so potatoes, in my experience, are very absorbent. The, if I you, feel like, if you like if get the them, peel is still on. It's, if you get them wet, they're wet for a long time. That's true. That's and true. even if it dries, it's just the water that dries. The urine mm. stays. These are extra salty potatoes. <laughs> The Allegheny County District Attorney mm. recommends. You eat the potato like, mm. she had Starbucks, I think. <laughs> mm, notes of mocha? <laughs> mm, delicious. Uh, the Allegheny County District Attorney recommends Brown be charged with criminal mischief, open lewdness, disorderly conduct, and public drunkenness. <laughs> Allegheny County, I've been there. Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah, we went there. So we did the... Uh, uh, like a little mini vacation a few years back and we did like canoeing and we did like zip lining and oh, yeah. it was yeah. great in dark sky park. Yeah. Not too far away. Did you get a flesh eating bacteria from the zip line? Didn't. Did That's not, good. did not get that. Probably also good. did not get pea potatoes. No, I feel like, uh, if you, I don't know. I'm just, I, we got the, the ice cream liquors. <laughs> Well, we had the ice cream lady. Yeah, the ice cream lady who peed into the ice cream machine. Yep. All I can picture is like a big mound of like mashed potatoes. You put the butter on top, and it's all yellowy. (laughs) It's not butter. Don't eat the yellow potatoes. Nasty. I hope she didn't uh, like eat asparagus beforehand. Maybe, maybe that's why people should stick to potato flakes. (laughs) This woman, this woman is a potato flake. I hate potato flakes so much. Oh my! I will not eat. They're disgusting. They are disgusting. Have you ever had them? Yes. My mom used to make them. My sister loves oh, them. Oh, this is more poor people food that you don't yeah, like. Definitely poor people food yeah, that I don't like. Yeah, yeah. I do like, I I think most poor people food don't like. So uh, you're talking about potato flanks. Yeah, are like, you also talking about any dried potato, like any dried mashed potato product? Yep. It has to be real mashed potatoes. Out. The next time you come to my house. I'm not eating them. Nope. Don't trust them. You won't know. I will know. I'm going to make two batches of potatoes. I will know. And I'm going to do a taste test. Mm. Actually, you made me eat your lunch meat sandwiches. Uh, I'm going to do this next uh, week. uh, (laughs) Here's a big potato flakes. You always know. You know why? Because the potatoes are too creamy. (laughs) Okay. When you mash potatoes, (laughs) it's a completely different situation than when you reconstitute them from flakes of dehydrated potato. Oh, boy. Well, I I mean, I see where you're coming from because I don't like – like, it's like paste. Uh, instant coffee. Ugh. It's gross. <laughs> so I grew up Mormon. And, oh, uh, wow. We couldn't, you know, you don't drink warm beverage, like caffeinated beverages. So you couldn't, you couldn't have tea or coffee. Uh, it's like one of the numbers. Could you have like the uh, uncaffeinated tea? 
like jasmine tea or something? Mm, or just like any kind like, of warm beverages work? I don't know. I'd have to it look too that. close to caffeine. I don't remember. I haven't. It was like 1991 when we oh. stopped going to church. Oh, okay. So I don't know. You should go to the ex-Mormon subreddit. <laughs> the ex-Mormon. Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, and there was this there was this thing called Postum. Postum. Mm, and my stepdad used to drink Postum. Yeah, I know about Postum. Yeah, that's what he drank because he couldn't have the whatever. <laughs> he had the Postum. Wow, gross. All right. So. What did we learn today? In an hour and 20 some minutes. That's one of our longest episodes with no guests and no special events. Yeah, this so we like, learned uh, if, you, <laughs> if you're going to eat potatoes from Walmart. I, I Really, any food that just fucking sits out. No. Especially you're if it's at gonna... like at squattable level. <laughs> no, I think she climbed up. I'm pretty sure she climbed up on the bin and squatted <laughs> Someone out. Someone would have noticed that, right? Maybe they were busy. But it's always right in the front, though. If they were busy, someone would have been like, bitch over here peeing in the right. potatoes. Like, <laughs> people of Walmart, man. Clean up on aisle one. <laughs> <laughs> but if you that like... Uh, Sawdust stuff like they use for vomit. Oh. They, <laughs> they just pour it on the potatoes. <laughs> just absorbs it. Yeah, right it'll up. absorb it. It's fine. <laughs> uh, we learned if you try to open the door of a jet, it might suck you out. And that you can find the Aloha Airlines made for TV movie on YouTube. Oh, we also learned that uh, Jason does not have the negative outlook on our society that I do <laughs> in regards to college. Uh, and we both agreed that South Dakota can suck it. It's about God, not about patriotism, and you're just being douchebags. Yep. Also, don't bring a lot rocket launcher on a fucking airplane. And this hour has been an hour, and wait for it, here it comes, 25 minutes. That's too long. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> I had You're to obsessed. play it one more time. You're obsessed. One more time. I like it. I came with that by myself. That Excellent. was me. It was all me. No one else has, has heard that. Those are all Apple Loops. No one has put those three together in their entire lives. I'm flapping my arms around. I'm so happy about it. <laughs> so let's talk about uh, some poor people food. Oh. <laughs> what is the poorest people food you've ever had? Uh, so I feel like, hmm. The, the, I have two ideas that come to mind. Okay. Uh, for a snack. Like while watching the Aloha Airlines made for TV movie, uh, <laughs> yeah. my mom would take taco flavored Doritos. Taco flavored. Oh, those are good. And, and she'd put some pre shredded cheese on it and put them in the oven and make nachos. Oh. That's not the poorest, though. That's not poor. That's like rich people food. No. Doritos I, are I cheap. I make that Jesus. now. Uh, <laughs> we made, so we made like made at home pizzas. Yeah. Where we take. A piece of bread, and we put ketchup and mix some like oregano in with it, and we oh. put some like shredded mozzarella and put it into the uh, toaster oven. Okay, that yeah, sounds awful. The, yeah. Or oh, so we did the Meyer uh-huh. used to make these like turkey roasts. It came in like one of those tin foil bread sized pans, and okay. it was like a loaf of turkey. It wasn't like real turkey. Oh, it was, it was like ground up like turkey, turkey beaks, yeah. right? Uh, and, and it had like gravy waddles. in it, oh. and 
I remember my mom would make it with some potato flakes. <laughs> delicious. Uh, I wouldn't eat the potato flakes, but I remember like when I was little, I was like, oh, I love that. That's delicious. It was yeah. so great. You know, the potato flakes are just dried potatoes, right? It's gross. All right. So here's, I think the poorest food that I had was my mom used to make um, biscuits and gravy, mm-hmm. but like the tube of biscuits. Oh, yeah. Not, not Pillsbury. No, no. Yeah, that's the store hungry, brand. Hungry Jack? I, it was probably Farmer Jack brand or something. <laughs> Farmer Jack brand. Yeah. And it was like, I don't know, like 50 cents for a whole tube of biscuits. Ooh, no. the When you go to Meyer, yeah, they have the pizzas that are wrapped in like cellophane and it was like two for five. They were like yeah. two. And they were like in the, the refrigerator section. Right. And it was just like, you could still see the sauce through the cheese. <laughs> they put that little cheese on it. Put those so my mom used to make those cheap ass biscuits and uh-huh. then she used to make gravy uh-huh. by... Uh, putting some flour mm-hmm. and uh, probably butter mm-hmm. in a pan and like mm-hmm. browning the flour, okay, and then pouring milk into it, okay. and that was our gravy. All right, she All called right. it poor people gravy because she <laughs> knew exactly what we were. Also, mm-hmm. I came up with a term a few years ago called uh, trailer bombing, and it's when you buy a really shitty pizza. Mm-hmm. Like from Meyer or Kroger or whatever, yeah. and it's like it's got really scarce ingredients, mm-hmm. and then you put more ingredients oh, on top of it. Semi homemade. Semi homemade. Yeah, right. Yeah. You trailer bomb it. Bam, there's more mozzarella. Bam, there's more pepperoni. Ooh. No, continue. Bam, there's more. Bam, there's more parmesan. That's it. Parmesan. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a fancy. On a pizza? We yeah. have. We have no, parmesan. I'm talking about the sprinkle cheese. Yeah, the sprinkle cheese. Yeah. Like the craft grated parmesan. Right. We put like that 80% on, wood or something. I, I would eat we that. Out. <laughs> we, spaghetti noodles, yeah. some butter, a little bit of Parmesan. Oh, shit. That, yeah. We'd eat that shit. I haven't had that in a while. We should do that as one of our tastings. I, I think that's the first meal that really got me fat. We did, uh, <laughs> it was called Haystacks. Mm-hmm. Rice. And we usually did like boil in a bag rice. Oh, sure. Like five yeah. minute boil. Yeah. You take that. Uh, my mom would boil chicken. Boil. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and then mix it in with some cream of chicken soup. And you would take the rice. You'd put some cheddar cheese on it. You'd take your cream of chicken soup with the chicken bits, the boiled chicken bits in sure. it. Pour it on top and then get some lechoy chow mein noodles. Put them on top. I okay. still I still eat that. I don't boil chicken. That doesn't sound bad. It, you know you can get chicken in a can like tuna? Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> some brands aren't Ugh. bad. My mom now makes this uh, stuff called King Ranch Chicken. Mm-hmm. It's like... Um, uh, it's like the the canned chicken in the round small can, mm-hmm. um, and like tortillas and cheese and some kind of sauce or whatever, and it's like kind of like a lasagna. It's pretty mm-hmm. good. My mom had an, a a very anti hamburger helper thing. <laughs> she, Don't tell me she made hamburger helper no, without would, the hamburger. She would not make hamburger helper. <laughs> she was just like, that's disgusting. We never have that. Oh like, yeah, of never course. Get, that's though, gross. I do remember. We used to do tacos, mm-hmm. and you take like this taco seasoning packet, yeah. and you put it with the ground beef with That's some so water, gross. Yeah. and I hated that. So my tacos, she'd take some of the, the ground beef out, unseasoned, yeah, uh, and put it aside for me so I could have like my plain taco. Yeah. Because that taco seasoning stuff is gross. Why do you have to like, add water to it? You don't need a sauce with your taco meat. It's just fucking cumin. It's fucking cumin. 